this is Tiara. Hello, this is Allie. And this is the Goddess Vibration. Welcome to another fabulous episode here. And this topic is different. That's very different. And I'm here for it. Because we're going to be talking about how it's possible that your soul, if you are on a spiritual journey of ascension and growth and healing and expansion, could possibly work, be working against you. And honestly, I would have never thought something like this was possible until like, what, at this point, nine months ago? Nine months ago. Yeah, nine months sounds about right. So when I mentioned the nine months, me and Allie are talking about this whole revelation of things that has come out in regards to my spiritual journey and her spiritual journey, um, which began with the death of a person who came into my life. By the way, if you haven't heard Adventures of Thee Part 1 and 2, please go listen to that, because that's kind of where all of this started. But um, I digress. It started there, and it sort of just gradually evolved and expanded into this major what we call clusterfuck uh, in regards to my spiritual uh, journey, not only in this incarnate, but also in some of the past lives I've had. Ultimately, the conclusion here is that much of my spiritual journey in multiple lifetimes has been a product of sabotage. And again, I would have never in a million years thought anything like this was possible. But this is stuff that nobody is talking about. So we're going to talk about it today. Guys, it's been a very interesting nine months for us. <laughs> I keep saying that. It's so funny because stuff still is coming out. And I'm getting to the point where I'm running out of reactions. Because before it was just like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That's incredible. What? What? And like we would send each other emojis. But now I'm just like, oh. That's so interesting. We've used all the emojis. We have no we have no reactions left. I'm like running out of reactions, but I'm just like, okay. Great. Um, which kind of is it, it's a testament to the extreme extremities of some of the things that we are discovering. But yeah, so throughout this process, we have discovered that it is possible for your soul to not have your best and highest good. And it's interesting because Ali had mentioned a couple TikToks that she saw in regards to this topic. And not only is this something that people are not talking about, but I feel like the new age community is so singularly focused. Like they're focused on, yeah, love and light and ascension and healing. And that's it. And I'm like, there's so many more layers to the spiritual journey outside of love and light. You know what I mean? And I feel like no one's really getting into the nitty gritty. No one really is getting into what else is there into some of the deeper, darker layers that could be affecting you. And I think that we need to start doing that. So hence this topic today. I think it's really important to realize in the spiritual journey that it's not solely about love and light and healing. I would say the most important aspect is the darker aspects of the spiritual journey, which is shadow work. 
I know it's been talked about. It's talked about here and there, but a lot of people don't focus on it. And really to get to the layers of love and light, you really have to do the inner work. When it comes to the inner work, it's where most people run. They run from themselves because they don't want to know what's down there. They don't want to look at themselves. They don't want to face the deepest, darkest realities, whether it's happened in this lifetime or whether it's happened in past lifetimes. And it needs to be done. And so many people, when it comes to that part of a person's journey, they're just like, nope, don't want to do it. And they just start running. And then they look for outlets or they look for, they're just like, well, maybe I can get around it in other ways. It doesn't work like that. Right. Um, and we see this all the time. Like we see people who are in the journey or beginning the journey and we're like, hey, you got to work on this wound or hey, you need to look at this wound or hey, like, you know, you've got this shadow here. And then they're just like, no, I'm going to do something else. And I'm just like, what? Why? Why are people running from the deeper inner work? Because I didn't like I face all of that shit head on. All of it. Same. And I don't know if I'm just. If we're just different, like we just, you know, we, we like, I don't know. Do we like doing that kind of stuff? No, but we didn't run from it. And I just, I don't understand this concept of running from the inner work. Like it's so essential. And when you get through it, it's so beneficial to you. So gosh, I see people do this all the time. And I just, it boggles my mind. Like, why are you running? My twin soul is running. I'm calling him out. I am calling <laughs> his black ass out. My twin soul is also running from his deeper wounding. We're trying to get him to shift. He's starting to a little bit, but he has been for some time. And I can't sit here and be like, I didn't run. Like I ran from our connection eight years ago, which the reason for that is more complicated, but I did. Um, And it affected him. And I know it affected him and he plays it off because he's bullshit. But but yeah, it's 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 so common. It is so common for people to run from themselves and to not look at themselves. But guys, like it is probably the most significant and the most important part of your journey is that shadow work, the inner child healing, the looking at yourself, the looking within. All of that is so so important. Discovering Stop fucking the trauma. Running. <laughs> also disco- discovering the trauma discovering yes. the trauma and learning how to deal with the trauma learning doing the having enough self-awareness to be able to realize what triggers you and why is it triggering you when people get triggered they run they get defensive and that's not what you're supposed to do if you're being triggered you're being triggered for a reason and if yes. you want to stop being triggered you need to look at yourself and be like, why am I being triggered? Like what, what's there? What's down there? And then if you can't do it yourself, then seek a professional or seek a spiritual coach or find other divination tools to help you through this dark time. Because the spiritual journey can and is dark. It is. It's not pretty. It's not all love and light. That's why we're so irritated with the new age community that keeps pushing love and light because once you get to that space where it's not love and light you're like oh this is wrong this isn't right this isn't for me and it's so misguided um but i mean we kind of went off on a tangent because it's sort of loosely related but ultimately i i do want to talk about how 
sometimes your soul that you incarnated with might not be on the same page as you. And I'm not trying to say this to scare anyone or to freak you guys out. I just know that it's something that can happen. And there are some people out there who are aware enough to, to recognize that and to seek out support. Um, which is kind of what I did. I mean, it took me a while before I realized that my soul had the depth of wounding that she does. Um, but it's interesting because I was guided to, at one point, distinguish Tiara, the spirit, the incarnate, from my soul, which is something some of you might have to do, especially if there's something in you that's saying that something's not right or like that you feel like you're not in alignment with your soul or maybe you're feeling distrusting of your soul or even your spiritual guidance team. Like if something doesn't feel right, make that distinct distinction and start investigating. So before we actually really dig into this, because as Tiara mentioned, we don't want to scare anybody. That is not our goal. It's not the objective. And so take this with a grain of salt for those who don't have this experience. For example, the things that we're about to talk about, I haven't really experienced the things that we're about to talk about is a lot of things from on Tiara's end and Tiara's soul family and Tiara, like just some of the people in her life. And we just feel like it's really important to bring both perspectives based on our experiences to this episode of the podcast. So this is solely based on what Tiara and I have experienced and please take it with a grain of salt. Yes, this is for entertainment purposes only. Please take only what resonates and discard the rest. None of this is meant to be construed as fact. That's it. Add a disclaimer to all our podcasts and TikToks, apparently. I see a lot of people doing that. Um, and I didn't realize this, but apparently TikTok will take down your posts if you don't, if it's something that's a topic that's out there and you don't add a disclaimer, they're inclined to remove it. So just FYI, some of you guys that are in this similar topic area and are posting on TikTok, um, make sure you add that disclaimer. Agreed. So why do souls sabotage? You know, the answer to this is very complex and complicated. Um, I know for me specifically that I come from a soul family that is very heavily wounded. Um, and it's unfortunate what happened to them because what happened to them ultimately wasn't something they chose. It just kind of happened. Um, they were the victims of circumstance initially, and it just turned into this spiral of ever increasing darkness um, on top of darkness on top of darkness. And then this incarnation, I have been tasked with not only helping my soul escape the darkness, but also I'm on a journey of soul merge, so merging with my twin soul. Um, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to our other episode about soul connections, 
I do recommend that too, just because we talk a lot about the different types of soul connections. And I do talk about the twin soul connection um, and why it's so incredibly rare. So my journey is it's, it's very rare and it's different. Um, I'm one of the few people on the planet. I'm not saying that to brag or to like be arrogant, but it's true that I'm one of the few people on the planet here to merge a split soul, um, which is not an easy task. And it's not an easy task when both souls are so heavily wounded. Um, but that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to, you know, not only help my soul heal, but also get to that merge space. What I didn't realize um, coming into this awakening and awareness about this journey was that there are so many souls that are against my merge. Like, within my soul family and outside of my soul family. And when I say, like, sabotage, like, I mean the highest level of some of the worst possible sabotage. Like, anything from deals and curses and spells and just dark-ass shit that my soul has been subject to and has also participated in because my soul has done some fucked up shit. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, my soul's this innocence, you know, being because she is not. Um, So I acknowledge that. But, like, I did not realize the extent of the sabotage. Like, I'm just getting to that place where I'm like, what the entire fuck? Like, how how could any of this be possible? Um, and it was interesting because I, initially when I was kind of discovering some of the wounding that my soul had, I identified with her. So I was like, Tiara is the soul. The soul is Tiara. Well, I mentioned earlier when you're getting to that place where you feel like something's off that it might be necessary to distinguish yourself, the incarnate, the spirit, versus the soul. So when I say the spirit, I mean the entity that is incarnate as you, as the person. So for example, my spirit, Tiara, is the spirit. And I maintain a connection to you know, the resources here on earth to help me heal, and I maintain a connection to God. The soul is separate. So the soul incarnated with me, but ultimately this journey is about her healing and the work I do is supposed to help her. Um, And so I'm just, I'm sharing that it it might be necessary for you to make that distinction and separation because it was only when I started doing that that I had more clarity because I was getting lost in her, her hurt and her wounding and it was really hard to have clarity so I had to do that and once I did that it was about Tiara helping the soul heal and I had much greater clarity um interesting thing like when I got to that place where I was like okay what's the work in healing that needs to be done I kept getting this sense from my soul that she was I, I got a sense of sabotage. Now, I didn't understand it, and I thought maybe it was just rooted in wounding, but I just kind of made note of it and dismissed it. But there was also this really strong sense from her of not trusting her spiritual guidance team, like just feeling like they didn't have her best and highest good, feeling like she couldn't listen to them, feeling like they weren't there for her. 
which is very difficult to navigate through on a journey like this because you need your spiritual guidance team. And it was hard because she had zero trust at all in her spiritual guidance team. And I'm just like, what? Like, how how have we been going through this journey and this incarnation for like 35 years and you haven't trusted your spiritual guidance team? Like, what? So I had to unravel that. And I actually had to go and start building a relationship with my spiritual guidance team. And it was was so funny because I didn't like them. Okay, let me take that back. She didn't like them and they didn't like her. So I was like, (laughs) okay, uh, how the fuck are we supposed to do this? Um, So I had to like build that. Now that is a very specific situation and it is a very specific case. And I know I'm not the only one out there who's dealing with something like this because apparently, um, according to Ali, she's seen a couple TikToks of people dealing with something similar. I'm just saying and sharing that this is possible, that this can happen. And if you're sensing something like this, you might need to investigate further. And I just want to add that every single person does have a spiritual guidance team, whether you guys know it or not. Um, It doesn't matter if you're spiritual. It doesn't matter if you're in 5D or 3D. Every person has a spiritual guidance team. Yes, but it is possible that you might not have the best relationship with your spiritual guidance team, particularly your soul might not. Um, As I'm learning that that can happen sometimes. I have seen spiritual guidance teams completely ignore the soul and like not respond to, I'm not saying this to scare anyone. I'm just saying that I have seen this. I have seen spiritual guidance teams that have bad relationships with the incarnate or with the soul not respond to a request for support. I have seen it. It can happen. So just be wary that this is the the ugly side of new age and of love and light. It's not all love and light. Sometimes you got to do a lot more digging and a lot more work. Um, or but sometimes that, you, or sometimes you just can't get a hold of your spiritual guidance team. I mean, if you don't have the gift of channel, it might be hard just to be have it like to ask for help because you don't know who you're asking help from, right? So you're just like here, and I know it was like that for me. Like I always knew that I was being guided, but I could not communicate with my spiritual oh, yeah, guidance yeah. team. And so it could be that case for many people. Like I know that a lot of people who might not have a connection to God necessarily or the universe or angels. I think the most important thing that I could say is they are always listening. They might not respond or you might not have the ability to hear them. And so it's kind of a silver lining, like, they are always listening. It's just, if you don't respond, don't think that, oh, they're ignoring me or I'm not important because you are important. And that's the most important message I can give is that even if someone from your team isn't listening to you or responding to you, you can ask other entities. You can ask the universe to send you someone else and just just never give up. That's my advice. Never give up. Yes, never give up. And like, uh, that's really good um, 
a good thing to say and good information to share because I could have easily given up. Like, I'm so fortunate that I have so much energetic support from multiple different areas. But if I did not have that support, I would have walked away from this shit a long time ago because it is just so, so much. But, you know, I'm blessed that I have the support of Allie and some entities from her spiritual guidance team. And I've got wonderful entities on my spiritual guidance team, you know, gods and goddesses who are here to help me and guide me and support me. And I still have energies coming through to support me. So I'm very, very fortunate that I have that support because honestly, if I did not have that, man, I would have walked away from this so fast. Like, I would have been like, there is no point in this. Do you see this dark clusterfuck? I'm not dealing with this. Get somebody else to do it. So, yeah, if you need to reestablish that connection to your spiritual guidance team, definitely do it. Um, you know, me and Allie have experience in navigating that. So if you want to reach out to one of us for support, um, you know, or coaching, we can assist in that. Again, we are some of the few entities on this planet that have seen that. So definitely keep that in mind when you're going through this journey. Um but I do want to share a little bit more about why a soul might choose to not be on the same page as you. This planet in particular, and especially right now, like I feel like there are a lot of souls here that are given being given like that last chance, right? That are being given that last chance to ascend, to, to expand, to heal, to be better. Um, and so with that, you see a lot of souls here that are very heavily wounded or are struggling to heal, or maybe they're just getting enveloped in the darkness. And with that comes souls that are shady. They're shady. And I talked earlier about, earlier about the distinction between the spirit and the soul. Not only is that a distinction there, but the soul can actually go and do things outside of your conscious awareness and knowledge. And boy, have I learned that. And I have learned it the hard way because I only found out about some of it after I realized I was going to have more karma because of it. So <laughs> that's something that can happen. Me and Allie have seen like souls do their own shit and have their own drama. And it's like, it's like, it's almost like existing in two worlds. So you have your spirit here existing in 3D, in the physical, and then your soul is over here in the etheric realm doing its own fucking thing. And you have no fucking idea until like you see the consequences of it. So when a soul is wounded like that, or they're like just enveloped in darkness, they will resort to dark stuff. Uh, a lot of it comes from just mistrust or struggling to see the light or maybe they just haven't had the best and proper support and guidance. Maybe there's a very specific wound there that needs to be explored that you're not aware of. Um, again, a lot of souls like that here on earth right now. And ultimately what they need is healing. But if you're not aware of some of this stuff, they will go and do things. And sometimes they want to do things that are not in alignment with what your spirit wants to do. So that is very tricky to navigate. It is what I consider advanced 
spiritual work, like someone who can get in and do that and talk to the soul and try to get you guys on the same page. Me and Allie have done a little bit of that work. Um, so we know how to navigate it in many ways, but it, it's, it's, it's very complex. So I'm going to give you an example of my soul and some of the things she has done. Um, so I mentioned that I'm a split soul and the whole point and purpose of our journey is to merge. But my soul had other intentions. Now, I don't know why she would not see the significance or importance of merge. Apparently, a lot of souls in my soul family haven't. There are souls outside of my soul family who haven't, for some reason, seen the significance and importance of merge. But it is what it is. So she sort of had her own agenda. She kind of wanted her own thing. And I know that my soul specifically has this thirst for power. She has a disempowerment wound. So I, I kind of get where it comes from, but it has caused a lot of problems for us. So initially when I met my twin soul back in like 2011, that was really when we were supposed to get aligned and start working towards merging. However, my soul was like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. And had enough influence over me that... I ran from the connection and I did that for eight years. I didn't realize that she had any influence over that until I asked her and forced her to tell me what her participation in that was. And she told me that, yes, I was the one who made you run. And I'm over here like, do you not understand that the entire point and purpose of this incarnation is merge? And she was just like, I just wanted other things. I had other things I, I wanted to do. I I just, I, I, I didn't focus on it the way I should have. And I was just like, we have lost eight years on this fucking journey because of your selfish intent. Um, shit be crazy, guys. Shit it, be shit crazy. Shit be that, crazy. That is just one example, guys. So again, my soul is very heavily wounded and trying to get her to see the significance of surrender and trust has been a process. Again, very advanced spiritual work. I don't anticipate that most of you are dealing with anything like this. Um, but if you are, there's some things that you need to be on the lookout for. For example, stuff like this. So if a soul is wounded in that capacity and they are not in alignment with what you're intending to do, yes, they will interfere and they will throw you off. And I call it sabotage because ultimately that's what it is. It's full blown sabotage. Um, and it's so funny because I got this sense of sabotage a long time ago, but I blew it off because I thought it was just, I shouldn't have blown it off the way I did. But at that time I did because it didn't make sense to me that that was possible. But guys, it is possible. So just please do be on the lookout for that, especially if you're getting these intuitive hunches about a disconnect with your soul. All I can say is should be crazy. I don't really know like how to respond to any of this only because my mind has been so 
flabbergasted <laughs> by <laughs> everything that has happened in Tiara's soul family and Tiara's soul and her counterparts and her twin soul. And I'm just like, why? Why? Like there are no words. I can't put it into words. I can't, I can't put emotions together to explain exactly how I feel about all of this because I understand me and my spiritual team who really are just here to support and we don't have to be here to support, but we are because we care and we're just like, why can't the rest of you care? I know. <laughs> like what? And like some of the stuff, okay, that I have seen in my soul family, there's a lot of people who have their own agendas in regards to being with, romantically being linked to other souls. So there was another soul who wanted my soul that wasn't my twin soul who was trying to interfere. Actually, there was like two of those. Um, and then on his end, there was a soul who wanted his soul that interfered with our merge as well. So that happened on both sides. And now there are souls within our soul family who want the same feminine. And so there's infighting in regards to that. And like, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. It's just, this could be a movie. If we wanted to, we could probably sell a script and have the most incredible movie ever made around <laughs> this topic. Like, it is mind boggling. So I know that Rashani has wanted another soul that wasn't her twin soul so she hatched some plans around that she has hatched plans around trying to get power with making these deals with the infernal and i've had to step in and be like what the fuck are you doing it's so funny because when i started talking to her like separately i was talking to her like like you how you berate a child because I was so angry. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't see the universe looking at you like a psycho. Go sit around somewhere. You got your fucking mind. And she would be like, but, but, but. And I would be like, no, no. Don't you fucking talk to me like that. Get your shit together. That's literally how I was talking to her. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's shifted. But initially, I was like, what? what? <laughs> so, we have a better relationship now. But I'm still learning things about some of the stuff she's done. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with, I just, I, my brain, my brain. Yeah, it's like a sigh on both ends. It like I just I can't like I said, I can't wrap my head around it. My spiritual team, my spiritual team can't wrap their head around it. We're just all over here just like what the fuck is happening and why is this happening? And do people not understand that they came here for a very specific mission and why are they not fulfilling this mission? Why is there all this fighting against the mission and do they they not understand the consequences of fighting the mission and do they not understand that they are running around gathering more karma which they don't need like what oh and it's not just souls in my family so souls outside of my soul family have also 
gotten involved and sabotaged in their own ways because they couldn't get out. And this is a key term that we use in our soul family because everyone is just so selfish. And all these souls have their own agendas and their own wants and needs. And they want to take away from this process because of that. And it's ridiculous. It is so freaking ridiculous. Um, so yeah, so souls outside of our small family too that have concocted their own schemes to try to like, you know, get involved or romantically link themselves to either myself or my twin soul. Um, and it's just, yeah. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted is such a good term. Thank you. But it's we call this clusterfuck infinity for a reason because it's just it, it's never ending and we don't see every time we hope or think we see an end in sight. No, no. Yeah, no. they're just like here's this other pile of garbage for you to wade and navigate <laughs> through after this pile of garbage that you already organized and cleaned up. Here you go. It's That's like it's they like. do it in stages. It's like they're doing it in stages. They're like, okay, we think they're in the clear. All right, let's dump the next one on. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So, um, so if you find yourself in this type of situation, how do you get on the same page with your soul? The answer to that is complicated because ultimately. It depends on how wounded the soul is. If the soul is so heavily wounded and so incredibly mistrusting, you have to start with rebuilding that trust first. And then you're going to want to really have the soul explain to you what they're doing, what their intentions are, or what they have done already. Because there's going to be consequences to some of that stuff, depending on what they've done. Only then can you start to try to get on the same page with your soul. Um, and it might have to be the kind of thing where you're the teacher and the healer and you're going to the soul and you're like, all right, look, this is what we need to work on. This is what your issue is. Let's start exploring this. Like literally like you're talking to a person, like you're like the soul is a client. And I've had to do that um, with not just my soul, but other members of my soul family. But anyway, so I would recommend that as a starting place, especially if maybe you don't have the resources to hire a coach or someone who's navigated this complexity of soul work. Um, and if you are someone who's not capable of channel or you can't connect to the soul, then in that instance, I would de definitely recommend the professional because that's going to be essential and necessary for you to really get a handle on the situation, at least in my opinion. Well, something else that I just want to throw out there is that if you talk to your soul, your soul, you might not physically hear words because I believe you need the gift of channel, but you can also intuit it. You can feel it. If you are in a very calm state, this is why people meditate. And if you're communicating with your soul and if you feel something, that is a way of your soul responding. Another yeah. way that your soul can respond is through your dreams. That's why like journaling is so essential and important. And I'm one to talk because I don't do it. And I know no, you really is. are. I've been trying to get Allie to journal her dreams for like five years. I remember like a lot of them though. So it's fine. But no, I, 
I should lead by example and I should definitely journal my dreams, but I'm saying that the dreams are actually very significant. Like things that happen, things that you see, oh, colors yeah. are even, um, I was at my acupuncturist the other day and he was just like, he'll always give me homework after our assignment. He was, or after our session, he'll say, log your dream, like not log your dream, but like message me the next day and tell me what colors you see what happened in the dream and even color and I didn't know colors was like significant to a dream and so I'll say like oh like I saw green or blue or white and he'll just be like oh it means x y and z and my mind is just so blown and I'm like what really and so that's actually something really fun that him and I have started doing because I didn't realize that like colors were significant in dreams and also there's a lot of symbolism and there's just different ways that come out in a dream of explaining like your soul communicating to you being like, this is what you need to pay attention to, or maybe this is a past life thing, or maybe, you know, there's symbolism here. And so there are other ways other than simply being like, okay, well, I can't channel. So why bother? Like you should be talking to your soul. You should be trying. There are other ways that the soul can communicate with you if you do not have the gift of channel. Very good point. Very good point. It's so interesting because I've just latched on to the ability to channel so much at this point that I didn't even think to share that there are other ways that the soul can communicate to you and message you. Um, so yeah, that's a very good point. I'm glad you shared that. Well, I mean, my dreams are very, like, I mean, I do have the gift to channel and I can channel, but I mean, I get so many messages in my dreams. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, I don't hear, so I'm claircognizant, but I, I'm also clairaudience. So I can hear, like, the channeling, like, it, it literally sounds like someone's whispering in my ear, but I can also intuit. So... And, and Alice does the same thing where sometimes you will get messages, but it's intuited. So you have to use your intuition to like uncover what the message is. It's, it's hard to explain, but you can get messages in other ways outside like clairaudience. Like you could use claircognizance or clairvoyance. Um, oftentimes channelings or messages will come through the heart space. So opening up your heart space or your heart chakra is so so important as a matter of fact i would say if you're going to do chakra work and you're just getting started with chakra work start with the heart chakra because it's going to be really really important when navigating the spiritual journey especially if you want to open up to receiving messages of love from the universe start with the heart chakra but also work on that crown chakra too um but i would definitely say start with the heart chakra because a heart chakra block will hold you back for a very long time and it did me for a very long time and a third eye because your third eye is your intuition that's true that's true the third and eye you is need intuition. and and you need your third eye like you i would say the third eye is actually probably more important basically all the upper chakras from the heart up are super super important yeah i mean I the only one we haven't touched upon is the throat but I mean, the throat is less important. I would definitely say the heart, third eye, and crown. Okay, fair enough. And don't even get me started on the throat chakra. Oh, Jesus. 
that's a whole ordeal. But the root is also very, listen, they're all important. All seven of them are very important, but the root is also very important because the root is what keeps us grounded. And if you are not grounded, then it's really hard to work on your upper chakras. Yes. And it is not being grounded that you can sometimes get lost in what I call spiritual psychosis, which is a thing. I feel like that's a thing. And me and Allie have talked about spiritual psychosis. Basically, you kind of get to this place where you exist in 5D, 4D, 5D only. And you try to relate to other people from that place. But to other people, you just look like a psycho because you're not (laughs) grounded. So staying grounded is super important. And like we talk about that a lot. Like, yeah, we're up here doing extensive 5D work. But let's make sure that we're still grounding in 3D. And that, you know, we don't look like we're suffering from a disassociation with the reality that might get us thrown in a loony bin. So <laughs> there's a balance. There's a fine balance there. Right. And that's why I also threw the root in there. I, like I said, they're all important. I am not I am not saying that like your sacral or your solar plexus or throat are not important because they all are. But it, like definitely the root, heart, third eye, and crown are very essential to moving into 5d like the higher frequencies the 4d 5d and beyond so i didn't realize this until i was digging a little later in my journey but apparently there are different types of awakenings and different chakras will activate depending on what kind of awakening you're having so apparently the awakening I had was a top-down awakening. So it was an awakening that came through the crown chakra and filtered downward into my other chakras. Well, some people have what's called a bottom-up awakening, which starts in the root and then filters upward. So like that would be like a kundalini rising or a kundalini awakening um, or some type of awakening that's triggered by something in 3D. Whereas mine was just... It, it was essentially it was triggered by me connecting, reconnecting to my twin soul. And once we energetically touched, everything started coming in through my crown. Like a bunch of stuff came in through my crown out of nowhere and like rocked my world. Um, so I just wanted to share that because I thought that was really interesting when I stumbled upon that information. That is really interesting. I was actually sitting here thinking about like how that worked for me. And I think the same thing. I was up to down. Okay, so through the crown chakra. Yeah, I think that's probably how it happened for me. I don't know. I didn't know it as a kid, obviously, because I didn't know what a spiritual awakening was. But I mean, I definitely had one as a kid. Oh, interesting. Because my third eye got activated. I mean, you remember my dreams. Like, I remember dreams from when I was a child. Like, as if they happened in real life. And I think that's very rare for people to remember dreams that they had when they were a child yes it is actually I don't remember any dreams well I take that back I do remember remember some dreams when I was like a teen and it was a dream that kept repeating um and it was rooted in disempowerment and okay this is graphic so anyone who maybe wants to shut this off at this point please do graphic warning parental discretion is advised um (laughs) In this dream, I had it for years and years and years. I'm getting shot. And I'm not just getting shot. Like, the person who's shooting me 
empties the entire clip in my chest. Oh my um, god. And I had this dream for years and years and years. And I didn't realize until later that that type of dream is rooted in being disempowered and losing your power, which makes sense because my soul is a soul that has a disempowerment wound. Um, now, it could also have something to do with sabotage. I don't know. I didn't go that deep. I just knew that at that time, I thought, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, why do I keep getting shots? Like, I don't understand this. You know, I've never been one to be into this type of culture. I'm not a gangbanger. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, but when I explored some of the dream interpretations, that's the one that came through that resonated the most. So, um, I don't have that anymore. Just, you know, FYI, I don't have that dream anymore, but I did for a long time. Nothing like the wonderful, incredible dreams that Allie has, which are all just like amazing. Um, so well, they're not all amazing, but I definitely have had some really cool dreams. And that's because, you know, when you can quantum jump, it's definitely a gift. And I love it. We need to do a separate podcast on that. And I think we need to do a separate podcast on chakras. We will. And because I agree, we definitely will. And I agree. I think it's really important to talk about the chakra system because it really is like our universal life force that connects us to higher dimensions. Yes. So... I know this was a lot for probably some of you guys. If you're still listening to this and your mind is completely blown, welcome to the club because <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time and our mind is still completely blown. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in and for listening. And I know it's been a while since we've done a podcast, probably because of the clusterfuck that we're both dealing with, especially me on my end, because now I've got shit going on in 3D. So I do want to apologize that it's been such a while since we've done an episode. We're going to try to be a little bit more consistent. Um, you know, it's just sometimes life gets in the way. But we're going to try to be, you know, a little bit more consistent moving forward. Um, with that said, if you guys haven't checked us out online, our website is www.goddessvibrationstudio.com, where you can learn more about me and Allie. Uh, check out some of our previous episodes and contact us if you feel like you need some spiritual support. Like we're both there to help. Yes, please do. Cause this is what we're here for. This is why we're having this podcast because I've said it before in previous podcasts, like we are episodes, we have very unique stories to the universe and we have been through it. We have been through it and our journeys are nowhere close to being over, but we were also given these gifts to spread the message and share our stories and reach an audience and find people where our podcast resonates with you. Or if you're looking for spiritual guidance or spiritual support, I mean, we've been guided by both of our teams to do something about it and so and then we've also had a few people come up to us saying you guys really need a podcast so here here we are this is it and thank you guys for listening and we are definitely excited to discuss new topics and more topics yes thank you guys we'll talk again soon bye